Yeah, yeah. I mean, if unless we want to finish up that uh, ten two Chocobo theme. I'm no. good. Good. No, good. no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm really fine. <laughs> Don't worry. Hello and welcome to Rhythm Encounter episode 57, the RPG Fan Music Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Salvato, and with me today are two of my favorite returning guests. First, we have Eva Padilla. Hello there. Hello. And Random Encounter host, Greg Delmage. That's me. Hi, everybody. Hello. So I'm very happy to have both of you here. Thank you so much for having me back. As you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Always. I don't think you do enough podcasts. You only run one yourself. You obviously <laughs> need to come on this one all the time, too. Um, so as you might have noticed by whatever we're titling this episode, uh, today we're talking about Final Fantasy IX. We thought it'd be a good one to have since November 13th of this year actually marks 20 years. Gosh, wow. so old. Uh, 20 years since the game came out in, well, in North America, not all the Western releases, because it didn't come out until Europe until three months later. In any case, it is the 20-year anniversary of Final Fantasy IX in North America, so we figured we should probably celebrate it, since somehow, over 50-plus episodes of Rhythm Encounter, I think we have had two or three songs from Final Fantasy IX, and that's just not enough. So I say that we rectify this and talk about Final Fantasy IX for, oh, I don't know, Six tracks? Yes, please. Yes. Let's do it. All right. So some of us brought some stuff from the original soundtrack, and then we also have some fun surprises from other albums. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. So I say we should get right into it. So our first uh, block of two songs here will be, we have a song from Eva and a song from me. So let's start with your song, Eva. What do you have? So my song is Behind the Door, composed by Nobuo Uematsu, who you might have heard of before, and it's from the original OST. Great. And then I really got to start saying something besides great every time someone says that. Great. I hope no one picked up on that except me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we yeah. keep picking I edit all of these so... and I'm... A... Yeah. It is great music, but I, I, need, I need a thesaurus. Everything's great. Um, <laughs> yes. So... After Behind the Door, I have one of my favorite Chocobo themes, which is Ukulele to Chocobo. Yes. And if you like Chocobo themes and ukuleles, well, I mean, how can you go wrong? You can't. So. Simply you can't. Exactly. You simply can't. All right. So let's go listen to Behind the Door and Ukulele to Chocobo. Thank you. 
So, I picked for our very first song for this Final Fantasy IX anniversary episode, a song that ends the game, essentially, uh, which is Behind the Door. Um, I think it's the best ending in any Final Fantasy, at least that I'm thinking of right now. When I was listening to this, um, I love the song and I listen to it pretty frequently, but I was like, yeah, you know, I think that's my favorite ending in Final Fantasy, because you have you have Garnet and she's running down the stairs and she hasn't seen uh, Zidane, and she is pushing through the crowd, and there's this one moment like halfway through the song where there's some hesitation where she doesn't think she's going to see him again and then he appears and they just they hold each other and she's crying and she's hitting his chest like you jerk what are you doing and (laughs) yeah yeah and and they just and they just stand there locked in this embrace and vivi um and aiko are cheering beatrice and steiner like holding up the sword it's so good. <laughs> Iko so has finally good. accepted it, all that's happening. Yeah, she's like, fine, I'll let you have my man. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, this song is just, it's just happily ever after in 124 seconds. Like, I, I it's, like, this is the song that I would want to, like, ride off into the sunset to. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so <laughs> Disney, uh, especially, like, right off the yes. top. It's so whimsical and magical. And at the yes, end of this game, exactly. it has such a whimsical, magical, and arguably safe soundtrack that Nobuo did. Um, it's it, Yeah, it caps it off really nicely and has just a really nice little journey through the rise and fall of that whole, yeah, the tumultuousness of that relationship and, and what that all <laughs> has culminated into. And yeah, I just, uh, when you picked it and then um, when we were re-listening, re-watching that scene... It reminded me too of like, oh, right, my feelings, curse you, Ava. Because um, yeah, that's the first game that ever, the first ending uh, of Final Fantasy, whatever, the first Final Fantasy game that ever made me choke up. Like, it got me at the end. Just like, I want to be your canary. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're there. Is it real? And she, yeah, like just tearing down, get out of my way, just her thrill for it. But then the apprehension is just, it's absolutely beautiful and just got me right in the sweet spot and coming from a place as a performer too just i loved that using the stage as his hey i'm here still love you you know oh perfect i um i think when it uh when final fantasy 9 came out on ps4 i can't remember if i got the ps4 version of the steam one but i haven't played it since the original came out so i started playing it again and you know kind of fell by the wayside for some other things but hearing you both talk about this is reminding me I need to get back to it and play through again because I did enjoy it but I'm I'm admittedly rusty on much of the game <laughs> that's fair I, I think we're we've both played it pretty recently because you reviewed it right Greg uh yeah um, just switch port? the um the switch port I didn't finish the game yet because I finished it prior uh, it's definitely been years since I finished it but I remember the journey quite well uh, as y'all are probably not surprised, I just played this game like 14 months ago, <laughs> so it's still it's still pretty fresh in my mind. And yeah, I I remember just the the warm fuzzies <laughs> that I was getting as the scene played out. So yeah, it was definitely like oh, if we're doing a Final Fantasy IX episode, that song has to make it in. <laughs> Absolutely, like say yeah. what people will about again how 
safe so much of that game was, which it was. It was it was definitely a return to form for them to try and get back to their roots of that classic whimsical fantasy. But, you know, just in the same way that like Star Wars um The Force Awakens played it safe to get people back in. It was the same kind of thing. They rounded out that whole generation of games with just yeah, we tried some crazy stuff. We know you weren't too keen on eight. Here's a bit more of what you want with a little bit of growth in it. And uh, we'll see you uh, next console. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was good. It was it was a good time to do that. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack complements it perfectly in the culmination of the song. Exactly. Yeah. Beyond what I said, I don't have a lot else because apparently we all had the same thought of like classic Disney fairy tale stuff when you mentioned the happily ever after thing i realized that that's where all this where we're all going with that it's interesting that we all had a similar thought there yeah it's just the way the music like kind of just swells and at the end like yeah it's just it's by the books but it just does the job so well so i i think part of it is probably also because of garnet feels like the most disney of I think Final Fantasy characters that come to mind really. Oh my um, gosh, you're so right. You know she, yeah, you yeah, know she's okay, yeah. She's this kind of you know she feels she feels kind of similar to like a Princess Jasmine sort of character. You know, she's she's royalty and she's of of a higher of a higher status than than her man. I mean, t- to be fair, you know uh, Zidane is also like Aladdin, so. <laughs> So, oh geez, yeah. is Final Fantasy IX just Aladdin? It is just Aladdin. <laughs> All right, okay. Abu, Kina, Kina yep. same, yeah, same thing. Um, Amarant uh, is Kuja is and Raja. Jafar. Ku- yeah, Kuja, Jafar, basically the same thing. Both, you know, strangely <laughs> yeah, attractive. We'll get past that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's the genie then? Uh. Look, don't stretch my metaphor. I was going to say, okay. it's definitely not Steiner, <laughs> don't, although part of me wants it to comparison. be. <laughs> oh my I guess Ico. I don't know. I, I like... Stoles. I don't know why I like the idea of Steiner as the genie. But let's go for it. You might never if, have if it a can't be like Ke- me, but If it can't be that. Kina. <laughs> I mean, I could see Robin Williams playing Steiner. He'd be so Actually, good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, if that was a thing. <laughs> uh, anyways. Okay, well, this went in a weird direction, but I'm okay with it. That's what we do. Yeah, it's, it is what we do. It's a whole new world, yep. you might say. It is, it is. <laughs> the other thing we do is make really terrible segues to Chocobo songs. <laughs> or do we? You see what I did there? Um, a really terrible segue oh. to so, a Chocobo I, song? Yes, that's exactly it. Wow. You got it. On the nose. You're so you, insightful. You catch, you catch on fast. Yeah. That's why they I let me host a, a, a whole podcast to myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to go get some ice cream. So if you want to just finish this up, um, go for it. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some yeah. gosh darn ukuleles. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, yes. Ukulele de Chocobo is definitely one of my favorite Chocobo themes. I don't know if it's my top one. I'd really have to sit down and, and think about it because I know there's some other ones that are way up there. Um, 13's Pulse de Chocobo is great and some other ones that I'm, I'm blanking on, but 
was gonna say I do like the OG five one, if only just because of the way Boko dances. Oh, yes, good one. Yeah, I I need to listen. I, I got an album years ago because in 2013, Square actually released a compilation of Chocobo themes, uh, appropriately titled Compi de Chocobo. And it's 62 tracks of Chocobo themes from the main games, from side games. I mean, it goes down to Chocobo Racing and some of the spin-offs. And there's some arrangements, there's originals. There, there's so much on there. And that was in 2013. I don't even know how many Chocobo themes have yeah. come up since then. There's got to be one per like expansion in like 14, right? <laughs> you would think. Uh, not really, although there are, the game did launch with at least two, three, or four Chocobo themes. So there's other mount themes, but they're not all based on Chocobo theme. Um, point is, this is one of the best ones. Yep. One of my favorite Chocobo themes. And just just for reference, not, as I found out that uh, my autocorrect likes correcting Chocobo to Chocoholic. <laughs> um, I, think, I think my iPad was just judging me because it's not entirely wrong. But it's not what I was talking about at the moment. I'm trying to talk about birds, not chocolate. My name is Mike and I like chocolate. My name is Mike and I like chocolate. I'm going to eat so much chocolate tonight. Yes, I really am. You can't stop me. I don't know. I, Enjoy I that, really, What? Is, is that on the like the Final Fantasy IX Plus soundtrack? Because I'm not as familiar with that one. It's a Final <laughs> Fantasy Minus soundtrack, actually. <laughs> Oof. Shots fired. <laughs> All right, we're done. Show's over. Enjoy this next three-year hiatus. Uh, hey, don't jinx me. We'll wait till Greg's off the site, and then we'll uh, start again. No, no, no. <laughs> but yes, why did you pick um, this one, aside from it being one of your faves? Sorry to derail. Um, I I picked it just because it's fun. I, I like the ukulele. It, it's just a really fun rendition and it still fits it it's not that Final Fantasy 9 is like necessarily a light game but I think compared to the two that came before it is definitely has a lighter little more upbeat feel to it you know more of the fantasy as we talked about and I think this song really fits that well because it doesn't take itself too seriously kind of like some of our characters in 9 and I mean that in the best possible way absolutely like it's very much within Zidane's character <laughs> to yeah, it's kind of yeah, laid back, it's... lazy ride on a chocobo. Exactly. So, like, there's the ukulele, and then the background. I mean, not that these are real instruments, as far as I know, anyway. But I, I guess it's maracas, like making up the other half of the song, which right. is just a whole lot of fun too. So, yeah. And then you get that soundbite of the actual chocobo, which means like even they're having a good time. They're in on it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> oh shoot, I forgot to write that down. Yeah, I was going to mention that. So, thank you. Yeah, and I think it's. I also love this. This is my favorite chocobo theme. It's Ditto. Just, when I think about chocobos, I think about pure joy, and this song captures that better than any other chocobo theme, in my opinion. Oh, Eva, that's literally the first note I wrote as well. <laughs> oh my god! Just pure joy. Like, we're just, we're just, we're just on the same wavelength today. <laughs> um, and it. And I think it's funny also that, like, around this time when the game was released was when Sakaguchi moved to Hawaii. <laughs> so I think he was also feeling ukulele de chocobo as well. Oh, I didn't <laughs> know that. That's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that because they were um that was where they were working on uh, Spirits Within, which was you know not a joyful thing. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, I'm no. like like Peter is to FF15. I think I am to like Spirits Within. <laughs> oh really? Wait, really? I mean, I've I'm not seen it, quite so. as big an apologist as I guess he is for fi- for 15. But there's there's a lot of it I like about it. It was bold, but anyways, that's a whole different take, and people yeah. can disown me if they want, but. <laughs> Well, we won't disown you. I think your takes are interesting. Yes. <laughs> I haven't agree. seen it, so I have no opinion. But yeah, the song at, rock, at the, the time, I mean, the, thing. the CG at the time was amazing. That's true, too. I don't know how it holds up now. It holds Same up with Advent well Children. Enough. But okay. But it's more just a, yeah, it's a thing. Story breakdown, all that sort of stuff. I mean, again, it's <laughs> there's a reason they didn't make more aside from Advent Children. So. They dissolved yeah. that entire King's department life. like immediately, so there's reasons. Yeah. But yeah, this get this is pure joy, and like my head canon is, you know, this is what plays in Prompto's head always. Speaking of Final <laughs> Fantasy 15, and uh, someone who is so <laughs> okay. enthusiastic I, about Chocobos. Yes, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. But yeah, my favorite edition as well, and it's just, I also love how well it is. Um, catered to the movement of the chocobo itself just a tight rate to the game like just the way the, the the chocobo kind of bobs along as it's running just is perfect with the rhythm of it and and then you throw in the fact there's the whole hot and cold game like just making so much fun surround the chocobos of ff9 uh this song just is perfect for it oh yeah oh geez that hot and cold game well wow. love it or hate it actually i might i might be talking about it later oh no i love it it's yep. one of my favorite things in nine yeah well, we're off to a good start. Mm-hmm. Good, great picks, you two. Mm-hmm. Pat ourselves on the back. Aha, now you're the one that said great that time. See, great. there we go, breaking it up for you. Great, yes. As opposed to the Greg picks that are coming up. Aha, uh-huh. uh, actually, yes, you you do have the next one. So going into block <laughs> two, what's what's our first? Like, I don't, I don't know, I I don't know how else to uh, to respond to that. I'm sorry. Okay, I lobbed it in there. <laughs> You kind of like got a piece of it, but then yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I chuckled. I chuckled. It deserves a chuckle. <laughs> it was more of the segue, but we we got there. Uh, so block two looks like um, is 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 the sads block, kind of. <laughs> a, a little bit. A little bit, but uh, I went with a rendition of I think it's Roses of May, is the actual version. Is the original? Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, and this is called just Rose of May. Uh, which was done by, at the time when I discovered it on OC Remix, she was going by Kate the Great, but she now goes, her artist name is Erutan, and she's since done a whole album of uh, mixes and stuff from games, and on A Bard's Side Quest was the album that she did, which is, yeah, again, the when you listen to it, the musicality will lend itself to that. So, yeah. An amazing album. I, I don't even know how many times I've listened to it. But after that, after Rose of May, I brought... Freya's theme, also from the original soundtrack for Nine, because it's Freya's theme. I like Freya. So. And you just like it as is? Yes. Mm-hmm. I like it as is. I did listen to a bunch of different arrangements, and there are good ones out there, but I, there's something about this original that I had to stick with this one. So, alright. Let's go listen to Rose of May, just the one, and Freya's theme. quietly this part of me 
choose not to see what lives must I take or feel to say how much blood must stay as warriors bleed war leaves its trail in moonlight so pale its shadows they flow in rivers and rivers so put on my mask i'll go where they ask so i might once again see the roses of Trail 
So Rose of May, uh, which is, yeah, again, one S away from Roses of May, but just Ariton's take on it. I've been in love with this song since I first heard it in OC Remix. Just the heart that it brings to that piece and the heart that it brings to Beatrix's character. Like, I just love the story she tells with her lyrics and how hauntingly beautiful, like, her harmonies are with those rounds. It's just spot on and then she maintains the whole medieval vibe of the soundtrack the way Matsu created by just keeping that simple bardic kind of driving drum melody and the instrumentation is very simple and focused around the voice it's lovely what uh, what did you two think about it have you heard it before no I had never heard um Eritan is that how you say it uh her name I think so Eritan or Eritan yeah, I've never, I've never heard of her before. Um, I'd never heard this uh, this piece either. You know, I've heard Roses of May, but you know, it's it's from a while ago, and you can tell like the early recording quality is a bit rough. Like you can hear some plosives and such, but yeah, that voice, wow! I mean, it's just like I'm I'm thrilled every time she does a little trill it's it's just achingly gorgeous um something that i would love to hear in a you know in a live setting i think it would just be transcendental it's it has this sort of um feeling it has this sort of feeling that i get like when i listen to the near gestalt ost this sort of the calm after something terrible like an apocalyptic event it's kind of walking in in that sort of ruin and just trying to hold some semblance of peace it's gorgeous yeah just everything that's in there that she's just trying to work through it's just yeah, i don't want to go too deep into that I'll give mike a chance before we steal all his words as he often lets his guests do no i mean go ahead so far here not on the same track i was on so oh that's you can good say what you want well just to round out my thoughts with that is just uh yeah, again, like just the the amount of like Beatrix's struggle, we don't get to see a lot of it. Um, but it would make sense given her noble knightly ways that yeah, this internal struggle would be very real. And then I just I don't know the Shakespearean uh, Shakespeare file whatever in me also just kind of enjoys the parallel between um, Lady Macbeth and Beatrix and just how like she, just the out out damn spot aspect of that airtime brought to the lyrics in this as well it's just yeah the whole thing how like she feels so dirty for what she's doing but at the same time she has to maintain her pride as a knight by obeying her nation her queen her kingdom so it's yeah it's just it's so tragic and beautiful and i wish we got to play as beatrix a lot more and could have helped her redeem and join the party for good I mean, she can join your party for good and record keeper. That's true. If that helps at all. <laughs> and I do have her. And I think I do have her like Rose of May or whatever um, relic that gives me that power. Ah, great. Yeah. that I think that's one of the reasons that I am now, you know, almost six years on still playing record keeper is because I can just have a party of all of my favorite Final Fantasy Paladins. So. But yeah, I, I love this song. I know it was... This was one of the first songs that a few of us were talking about bringing on. So I, I was pretty confident that it would be on the show in some form. 
I wasn't sure which form, but I'm really happy that it was this one. I think this album is how I discovered her too, back in 2013 when it came out. And um, we ran a feature back then for a, um, what was it called? It was like a online game music festival. We kind of collaborated a little bit with Louder, who's not around anymore, but at the time. But we are. were kind of doing, we are. But like the spirit of Louder kind of moved on to Materia Collective and Bandcamp and some other stuff. Oh, but... yeah. Uh, sound, SoundCloud. No, like specifically Materia Collective. Like some of the people from Louder would oh, do that. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but no, they did this little festival and there was a few albums that were featured during that. And this was one of the albums. So I believe I reviewed it. I guess I should remember that. But, you know, that was seven years ago. So she she's just amazing. So I don't, like I said, I, I'm a little rusty on Final Fantasy IX. I think you both covered Beatrix and the backing of this enough i'm just here to say yes it is good and i will definitely recommend um whether that's eva or anyone listening to look up and listen to the rest of this album as well because it is it is an hour long and she has some stuff on there from final fantasy 7 silent hill dark oh. cloud um xenogears yeah and that's portal because why not that's it'll be a good on the post, right? So it'll be yes, it will be on the post on our. And I think band, it's all on so her YouTube I, channel as well. Like it's just been good watching her grow her fan base and her talents. And yeah, it'd be awesome to see this remastered. Her take this to the studio again because, like you said, it's just it, it shows its age in terms of what was available at the time, what her finances were at the time. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but really happy to have it here. Mm-hmm. So happy that you might call it um, great. No. Now I'm now I'm starting to get aware of it. I would call it that, but again, a different word. I thought you were going to try to make a, a weird segue into the next song, but I was <laughs> really, really curious how you were going to pull that off. <laughs> nope, not at all. It was so good that you might call it Freya? <laughs> what? Yeah, all right. What? I don't know. What I is, don't know. What is... You're lucky we love you. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I wasn't saying that. Like, I was, I was trying to figure out what you were gonna say. You just had to be dragooning us into this. Come on. See, <sighs> see, yeah, bad see, puns all worked. around. Dragooning us down to your level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I guess we should jump into the next song. Ah, uh, anyways. <laughs> I really want to see how there long this go. is gonna go on now. No, we're ending it here. <laughs> no, please. no, you don't. Please don't. <laughs> Can you continue any longer? No. Okay. Just so, talk about the dang song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could too. Uh, so, I think this is maybe my second favorite as far as, okay, my second favorite dramatic song in all of Final Fantasy IX. For reasons I can't explain, I did not bring my favorite on here, because I thought it was too obvious. And I really wanted Freya's theme, so that's here fair. we are. Which one is your favorite? Uh, not alone. Oh, okay, that's fair. It, it, I was down between those three, and I, I really wanted Freya, and so it became between Not Alone and Chocobo, and the Chocobo had to win. But, yeah, so out of all of Final Fantasy IX's, there's between the original soundtrack and the plus soundtrack, there's something like 150 songs or so it's a lot in this game 
A lot of music. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of music. So of all of that, this would be my number two of the dramatic stuff. But it's so good. It's so good. The mm-hmm. Again, I know they're not real instruments here as far as I know. But yeah, it's I'm just going to call it the, the, yeah, the clarinet or the wind instrument or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like simulated flute kind of or whatever. Really, yeah, that's like driving the song. And, and I, I love it. It's, it's hard not to listen to this and not think of Freya and Bermesia and the rain. And it just, again, as rusty as I am on the game, I, I remember that, like the visual component of that. Absolutely. And it's just, yeah. Well, it's got that like really great harpsichord bass line that brings yes, a certain refinement yes. to her character because she is so noble in her way. Um, but then also the way it kind of like plinks out that uh, you're just reminding me of the rain it's very much part of the song through the harpsichord like it's like rain falling just with the kind of not quite staccato but just the rhythmic nature of it just feels like yeah that rain falling in the background over top of her and then you just get this like forlorn flute that brings in the hurt that she feels over sir fratley leaving and i'd forgotten how much it changes like once you get to 118 and then you get a bit more drama with the strings and everything as she kind of like I don't know, in my mind, feels like that's where she her strength comes from. And then you get this whole resolution where she's just like, I accept my fate with the organ and this like synthetic choir. And oh, it's just it's it got a lovely journey that, like you said, it really speaks to her character beautifully. Right. There, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's this like towards the end of it, there's this sort of I don't know if you'd describe it as her feeling some catharsis and that she's moving forward or her just kind of resigning herself to the fact that her love with Fratley is doomed. Um, There's, I'm not quite sure which exactly it is. Um, But I think, I think that winds, the wind instrument in it, it sounds like how she's connected to Fratley. I mean, it's kind of distant. It sounds like it's something you can't really reach out and grab. It's kind of ethereal. And oh, yeah. it, it really just, I think it really just adds such a wonderful uh, tone to the song as kind of a contrast to the strength of that bass harp, harpsichord. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. You always bring in good words, Eva. <laughs> well, thank you. A very developed vocabulary. Yes, at least twice today. I, <laughs> I've noticed, I've thought it and Greg is like verbalized. It. It's like, ooh, that's a good word. <laughs> so, yes. For more of Eva's words, be sure to check out her Assassin's Creed Valhalla review. <laughs> Which is funny because, you know, like Freya, the, the Norse god, is also in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So I was thinking about her when I was listening to this song. Um, and I couldn't really f- com- like make any direct connections, but it was still an interesting kind of parallel to have. Yeah. Taking another look at Sir Fratley, do you feel like at one point his name was Sir Ratley and they're like, we can't. Um, and they wanted to like tie it more to Freya and change it to Fratley. <laughs> Sir Ratley. <laughs> That'd be really funny if it was. I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. I like it. <laughs> let's, 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 let's spread a rumor and make it true. There we go. Or try to convince people that I'm it's starting true. the Wikipedia page right now. Okay. But Make yeah, so. just Freya is great. And yes. yeah, I think I my recent playthrough, I think I used her a lot more this time around. 
Um, and she's definitely a staple in my Final Fantasy IX party and Record Keeper, since we're talking about it. <laughs> yes. I still will never never understand why she has Dragoon powers but is dressed as a Red Mage, though. Like, I don't... Like, that part's always been a little bit confusing to me. Like, and the as design's a dancer. great. I just don't... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose that's true, too. I love the Highland Dance number, and that's true in that game. <laughs> it, yes. I'm trying to think it's now. It's misdirection. Was River Dance a thing? I feel like River Dance was like um, a companion piece of art at that time. Not too, but obviously like connected to the game, but just I feel like that's where the inspiration definitely came from. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure it was. A contemporary. That's the word I was looking for. I feel like yes. it was a contemporary, and yeah, that just I love that. But sorry, I derailed you there, Eva. Oh, no. I I can't think of what I was going to say. I don't think I was saying anything. Freya needs uh, to cast spells. <laughs> I think... Well, no, no. Again, I think <laughs> no. it's misdirection. Yeah, that's fair. You, you, you see her on the battlefield and you go, Oh, well, she's going to cast a spell on me. Well, just kidding. She's going to jump on you. But she cast a spell on all our hearts. Yes. Well, Greg, while you're making that Wikipedia page, um, I guess we'll we'll introduce this third block here with another Chocobo-adjacent theme from Eva. Yeah, this uh, next one is Bamaaya Django, which is Bamaaya Flamenco, but the Overclock remix by Andy Pierce, Kane McCormick, and Dan Bryant. All right, and then after that, Greg has our almost last track today. Mm-hmm, got Melodies of Life on there. It's such a staple of the of the soundtrack um and i grabbed it from the piano collections final fantasy 9 version just because well you'll hear it these are both excellent choices <laughs> excellent choices both of you excellent oh excellent that was I'm fantastic so happy to hear that yes i'm glad to <laughs> let, let, let's he go says, on and listen to our last he says sorry. through gritted teeth <laughs> No, no, no. I'm smiling. I should turn my video on. You can see that. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go listen to our last two tracks.
So I picked Vamaya Django because I love the way it takes what is originally a Spanish flamenco track that definitely speaks to Uematsu's experimentation on this soundtrack and kind of pushes it a, a few countries over to this sort of uh, Romani jazz style that was popularized by Django Reinhardt about so good. Uh, eight, 70, 80 years ago. And it's, uh, it's, I love it. It's, it has this effortless cool to it that um, Django Reinhardt's music has always had. You put that on and it's just, you just feel coolness. You feel calm and chill emanating from it. It's so, oh, it's the kind of stuff you hear in a coffee shop or maybe in a, in a Wes Anderson movie. Or on <laughs> like a back street in Paris or something. Yes, that's like, yes, exactly. It's just people, but, it bring, it's just like, it feels like very communal. People come together, just dance, clap watch like yeah. yeah it's very sharing community music communal that's yeah that's a really great thought for it um i love that idea of it and especially with how it all builds when i was listening to it it all sounds so effortless and it sounds so relaxed but when you look at the video of this i mean their fingers are flying a mile a minute and I was just yep. thinking about what if these were all electric guitars and just like how in, how intense that would be. And it's really a testament to these guitar players that they keep this calm about it. It's great. Love this. I got to watch the video then. I, I know you linked it, but I didn't watch it yet. I just listened to the song. But that sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I actually don't know how I have not heard this remix because yeah, ditto. for a while there, I was I was really, really heavy into OC remix. I have so much of their music still, but somehow I missed this one. Unless it's more recent than I'm thinking. But no, I'm, re- I'm really happy you brought this on because th- this was one of my other favorite songs from Nine. And not only because I love Chuck Will Hot and Cold like to a ridiculous level, but I really do. So now, can I say anything more insightful than both of you did? No. I didn't I don't have the, the historical context behind it, so thank you for covering that so well. Yeah, thank you. But so much fun. I, I'm definitely gonna find a playlist of mine to put this on because I wanna listen to it some more. Yeah, as soon as this started up, I just was like in love because I love Reinhardt's style of guitar and it brings just such like a swing and um yeah just the swing it brings to the beginning of this piece you almost quite don't quite know what you're going to get if you don't see the title because they really introduce it with let's establish the style then we'll get into the song really really nicely which adds like a kind of bit of a mystery to it which feeds into that romani gypsy kind of vibe yeah that then you get what you what you signed up for essentially and it translates beautifully into this style and I love that solo at like 155, that little like bridge that just, um, it brings kind of what uh, Jono was saying on, I think it was the first episode of the calming music, the relaxing music one that you did, where just like a, a statement of an arrangement is just what they're able to, the level of nuance they're able to bring to the piece. Because this one is fairly faithful, but the instrumentation changes it up. But then you get those nice, that nice bridge that still plays within the established constraints of the instrumentation and the the written music, like hitting all the right notes and staying in the same key, but it just it takes you on a nice little journey that before you get to that little plucky finale. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and my love of uh, Rachel Portman's work on Chocolat, just like this immediately, I was like, I'm in. I can definitely see that. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolat is a fantastic soundtrack if no one's listened to it. And if you like the sound of this, go give that a listen. Ooh. Okay, I will. But yeah, thanks for bringing this on because, yeah, like Mike, I also have a huge collection of OC Remix stuff and I apparently over- overlooked this one at some point too and it's mine now. Glad to bring it. Uh, what's also mine now? Uh, the other song? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Melodies of Life is, like I said, a staple on the soundtrack. But one of the bigger reasons I picked it is because I couldn't really grab Over That Hill because... That was way back on, was it the Overworld theme episode? I want to say. Maybe. it. It's, of our the few songs that have been on the show, uh, Over the Hill or Over Those Hills, um, has been on twice, like in two different arrangements. Yeah. So, so we didn't really need it a third time. We need some new stuff. Exactly. But I absolutely love that motif of Over That Hill um, in any way, shape, or form. It's just such a beautiful song. And I think I'm also tied to it too because it was the first song it's the first song I scored perfectly in theater rhythm, Curtain Call. Uh, and just so it resonates with me that much more. And it's just it's just a beautiful song. So Melodies of Life has that motif in it and takes you on a bit of a different journey. And this piano, like all the piano albums from Final Fantasy, um, from the Final Fantasy series, all those collections are fantastically, brilliantly performed. And I love taking like the ballad that is Melodies of Life and then adding a bit of like that gentle easing into it to make it a bit more personal, intimate. And then once it gets in there, it's just that big expression of the, all the emotion that's in that song as like the piano pianist just brings that emotion through fingers into the keys. And, and then it rounds out again with this whole, like I've said, I've said what I feel and this is what I feel. I, I, I hope, I hope you still can accept me. Okay. Oh. kind of thing like it's just oh. a beautiful journey through this rendition of the song yeah I, I love it I'm glad you mentioned the emotional part of it I was I wrote down more of a and has like an energy to it but and part of that was because I also like a lot of the Final Fantasy piano albums and I think a lot of the times not in every case but a lot of it is sometimes they'll take the songs like even boss battles or some more things you're used to in an upbeat way and it, it'll slow them down or make them more mellow which is a good fit for the piano usually but i thought this one was interesting that they didn't do that like it still has this energy it still has this liveliness to it and i think that really works for this song so it was a, a good take on it and i don't know if i've heard it i think piano collections for nine is one of the few i somehow don't have so i hadn't really listened to it much until today I'm definitely, I'm definitely not averse to a great Final Fantasy vocal track. Like, Eyes On Me is one of my favorite songs ever. <laughs> but I've never really jived that much with Melodies of Life as it has appeared on the OST. You know, the, yeah, the vocal track with uh, Emiko Shiratori, I think. And um, this one, when great I heard performance it, aside. Yeah, it, it is a very good performance. Um but it never really clicked with me. But then hearing this version that Greg brought, I was like, yep, I love this. I adore this melody. I think it brings it out so well. When I listened to the song, what I wrote down was C'est la vie distilled. It's just, there's some, there's a bit of 
nostalgia to it, there's a bit of sadness, there's even a bit of like an awkward love to it. But that's how it goes. It's mm-hmm. that's that's what these things are like. You're the pain you feel, the the hurt you've gone through, the loves you've had, the love you've lost. It's it's the melodies of life. That's just how it goes. Um, yeah. And I think it's gorgeous for that. I think what turns me off on it on the OST itself is just that the song doesn't even sound of its time. Like it sounds hmm. like a ballad of like far earlier, like late eighties, early nineties, like, and just the way it's mixed, it sounds like it's being sung by someone in a karaoke like room. Mm. Um, and not like in a bad way. Again, the performance is great, but just the way it, it was put onto the soundtrack, it's like a nice little break and definitely very Disney as uh, to continue with that whole whimsy of the soundtrack overall. So you get this nice musical moment that Garnet isn't miraculously singing along to as birds flit about her, but it's, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, but yeah, it, it just, it, it just makes me, it evokes the, the vibe of like a karaoke room from like Yakuza. Um, and I could see like some drunken gang member trying to sing along to melodies of life. Oh God, I want that. Now, <laughs> now I wish that was real. Uh, well, if we get that Patreon going, I'll make it real. Okay. I'm not sure how those two are connected, but I will do a video specifically gonna... for YouTube if we get the funding. <laughs> oh, and at some point in the future, I'm sure we can get a certain member of RPG fan to cosplay as uh, Yakuza at a con and have a couple and just rip on the song and exactly <laughs> a certain number a certain number right yeah because you know there's 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 a certain number we'll just leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> i mean but it's not me like i'm i i won't do that <laughs> but you can sing which is why i'm bad at karaoke oh <laughs> i do both so all right i'm in Oh, oh, okay. Fine then. <laughs> we'll do it together. That's what makes it better. More drunken gang members singing together. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the, I'll be the Majima to your Kiryu. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we'll put Jono in a trash can. And you can be the <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I'm very excited for um, when con season come back, comes back and people actually start like cosplaying as him in a garbage can oh it'd be such a fun easy cosplay but melodies of life am i right (laughs) yeah yeah i don't i don't know just a beautiful i don't think we can get back no yeah there's no way to get back (laughs) to that now that was a poetic summation of everything there eva thank you yep so okay i think that was a fun episode i'm really happy that we finally got some some great final fantasy 9 out there I don't think it's possible to not have fun when discussing Final Fantasy IX. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I know I had fun today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you both did. Mm, no. <laughs> you no, did make Eva listen to the Chocobo theme from FF102, so. I'm like. I made you both listen to that. I mean, I was going. I mean, because I'm playing through it, I was going to have to hear it at some point, so I'd rather hear it. <laughs> I'd rather hear yeah, it in a controlled setting. Yeah, in a controlled setting where it's like, hey, you're going to hear this track. It will kind of make your ears bleed. 
if you want to look it up, go ahead. Rather than me playing the game and then just being bombarded by this Ugh. awful I just, thing. <laughs> the tweet post from Eva. So I quit Final Fantasy X-2 today. <laughs> I did actually. Here's you why. Know, you know, you know, uh, Solosi had put on Twitter like, "Oh, this is how I like to play Final Fantasy X-2," and I said, "My favorite play style of Final Fantasy X-2 is not playing it." <laughs> oh dear. Oof. But how do you, how do you really feel? Glowing review. You know. Yeah, glowing. Ten yes. out of ten. Better. Ten out of ten. That's the our, our... next review. <laughs> ten but, out of ten too. Wait. <laughs> Wait, you're gonna give it. You're gonna give it a ten, but our sc- our scale goes to a hundred. <laughs> exactly. A hundred out of ten too. Ah. <laughs> oh dear. That's why I don't teach. Ten math. two is ten two too many. Oh god. <laughs> oh ow ow ow. <laughs> your brain? Is your brain hurting? Oh, it's hurting. It's a hurting. Yeah, mine too. All right. Well, I think we should wrap up. Yeah. And then and then we'll talk about a uh, a bonus track today. So this was Rhythm Encounter 57. Coming next will be Rhythm Encounter 58. And I can't tell you what it is because as of this recording, we don't actually know. Oh, gosh. We almost got him. We almost got him. So we are going to figure that out. Although in the meantime, if you have suggestions for future episodes or want to share feedback or whatever you want to tell us about the show you can email us at music at rpgfan.com favorite songs that involve whistling yes if you, <laughs> i'm not sure that'll be the next one um and then also in your podcast show notes you'll see have a list of all the albums and songs that appeared today and places to listen and places to stream so you can see everything that was featured here um, including a track list on what songs were featured and when and that is in your podcast show notes, but also on RPGFan.com. And there's a link to the post within the show notes even, because we like tying all that stuff together. Beyond emailing the show, if you want to contact me at all for anything, the best way for me is just email as well, which would be Mike at RPGFan.com. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with both of you? So you can find me on RPG fans' uh, social media accounts on Twitter and Facebook mostly, and you can find me on my personals as at Evilise on Instagram, Discord, and Twitter. Yeah, some good tweets on uh, both those accounts from Eva. If you want to not tell Mike directly to permit uh, keep me off Rhythm Encounter for the future, you can also at me on Twitter at Greg Dunwich. I am Greg D at RPGFan.com. And since I'm on Random Encounter, podcast at RPGFan.com is also where you can find me. Random Encounter, you say? What is this? Random Encounter is uh, that thing that happens when you walk out in the street and suddenly your world swirls around you and then what the heck, you're fighting a squirrel? Uh, But also it is RPG fans' arguable flagship podcast. I don't know. It's the one that started it all by Rob Steinman. And now I host it with Jono, who I kept trying to say their name the entire episode and had to fight it. Uh, and we just talk about random video game stuff. New games, old games, mostly new stuff. And uh, yeah, come come out and listen. Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely encourage people to listen to that. Random Encounter comes out every two weeks or so. About the same schedule as Rhythm Encounter. And then since Solosi is not here to plug his show, we will also do that for him. 
be sure to also check out Retro Encounter, which it's a pretty good show. I, it's a good show, and at at this point, it, there might be an argument for that being one of our flagship shows. I was going to say that one's yeah. weekly. There's so many. Yeah, I mean, we can't. Neither of us can really keep up with Solosi, and nope, he runs a tight podcast ship. So there is always something good on Retro Encounter, and that comes out every week. So check that out as well. And then lastly, I know I say this every time. I know you're probably tired of hearing it, but. Wait, wait, let me if guess. Let me listening... guess. Is it <laughs> so what? people comment on the show uh, and then if they subscribe, it'll make the show more visible? Something like that. Yes. But only if you liked it. I don't want you to give us a fake review. If you didn't like it, then you don't have to review us. But if you do enjoy the show, any of our shows, actually, and would like to leave us a review or subscribe, um, that would help us out. And we would also appreciate it on top of that. So thank you in advance if you feel uh, generous and want to do that. All right. And now we have reached the end. And one of you has a special bonus track. And I really have no idea what this is and what we're getting <laughs> into. So what do we have? Uh, well, um... When we got down to it, uh, fisticuffs were had, words were exchanged, and in the end, Eva took pity on me as I lay on the ground beneath them and said, you take it. So, uh, <laughs> 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 totally how it went. Uh, in a Burmesian my, my storm. Gift to you, my gift to you is your life and the bonus track. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I was torn between a couple songs because... Initially, in my full, all my proper picks for the episode, I really wanted to get Dark City Traino in there in some way, because uh, I just love how that song sounds, and there's some great piano renditions that are just like that lazy, kind of out of tune piano. But in the end, I went with um, another OC remix. Their album "Worlds Apart." I actually uh, kickstarted that and got their other um, albums that they released too in physical form, which was great, and it's a beautiful package. A lot of great music. March of the Robbers and Traino is done by Blue Lighter for the album. And it's just, it's so fun. It's just a circus of bumbling thieves bumbling around this town that claims to be this big thieving town. But there's also just this whole pomp and circumstance of the upper class. It's just their their rendition of this song just perfectly, I think, it sticks to the, the, the entire feel of this soundtrack and brings it to a different place with this almost like... March of the Gladiators is that song um, yeah it's just it's great have fun with it it's a great listen great yes it is indeed a great listen all right well thanks for bringing that one <laughs> you're welcome and thank you both for being here thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time bye 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 bye
My name is Mike and I like chocolate. My name is Mike and I like chocolate. I'm gonna eat so much chocolate tonight. Yes, I really am. You can't stop me. I don't know.